Welcome to A Great Big City News, episode 22. Today, Marilyn Monroe, Wegmans in Brooklyn, and a measles outbreak update. Visit agreatbigcity.com slash support to learn how to support New York City local news and allow us to keep bringing you this podcast. If you are a New York-based business and would be interested in sponsoring our podcast, visit agreatbigcity.com slash advertising to view rates and learn more. Hi, I'm Trace Gilton, founder of A Great Big City. This week we've got some important updates on ongoing news stories and a look back at some moments in New York City history everywhere from 60 years ago to 135 years ago. We looked at the city's number of measles cases last week on episode 21, and new numbers this week show that the outbreak continues to grow. Within the city, there have now been 498 total confirmed cases, an increase of 32 over last week, and in data from the CDC, the nationwide total is now at 839. A new school has been ordered closed this week for failure to comply with the city health commissioner's public health emergency plan introduced last month. On May 13th, the city ordered the Yeshiva of Central Queens closed for failing to, quote, exclude unvaccinated students for 21 days following a known exposure at the school, unquote. This is the ninth school closed by the city, and all others have since been allowed to reopen after modifying their practices to comply with the emergency plan. This outbreak is the worst in the United States since 1994, when the yearly total was 928 cases nationwide. In response to the ongoing outbreak of measles, the city has partnered with local Hatzalah emergency medical groups and the Maimonides Health Center to make the measles vaccine available to the community, regardless of medical insurance or ability to pay. Various times and locations are available on a poster provided by the city that you can view online, or you can call 311 for more information or stop by the Hatzalah offices of Borough Park, Williamsburg, or Flatbush. Within the city, Orthodox Jewish communities are hardest hit due to a combination of unvaccinated individuals and travelers returning from Israel where there has been an outbreak of measles since last year. In the city health department data, Williamsburg has the highest total number of cases at 379 and has added 20 new cases just in the previous week. The city has also carried through with restrictions outlined in an official health department declaration from last month closing multiple schools and citing 98 individuals for failing to show proof of vaccination or to obtain a new vaccination. Measles is a highly contagious disease that is spread through the air as sick individuals cough or sneeze. The measles vaccination is included in MMR shots, standing for measles, mumps, and rubella, that contain a specially weakened form of the virus that trains the body's immune system on how to defend against the virus in the future. For more information on where to obtain a measles vaccination, call 311 or view information from the Department of Health at nyc.gov doh. 100 years ago on May 16, 1919, members of the Russellites religious sect living in Brooklyn received reduced sentences after being charged with distributing anti-war materials. The eight men belonged to a Jehovah's Witness sect and had previously been convicted of conspiracy to violate espionage law in a Brooklyn court. Although being a conscientious objector had been in practice since the Revolutionary War, the break-off Jehovah's Witnesses sect of the Russellites, later known as the Bible Student Movement, 
had been charged with distributing anti-war material among the public and members of the armed forces under the guise of religion. At sentencing in June 1918, each of the eight defendants received 20 years in federal prison, but by 1919 the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals would overturn the decision on grounds that the trial was not sufficiently impartial. Although the men were free, the Bible student movement would suffer many schisms over the next years, and tensions would arise from its association with the Watchtower Society, which had come under new leadership after Pastor Russell's death in 1917. After a long history in Brooklyn, the Jehovah's Witnesses moved their world headquarters to upstate New York, and the iconic red Watchtower sign along the Brooklyn waterfront was removed in December 2017. One hundred and thirty-five years ago, on May 17, 1884, P.T. Barnum leads a parade of 21 elephants across the Brooklyn Bridge, which had opened just one year earlier. Ostensibly, the stunt was meant to demonstrate the strength and stability of the bridge, which at the time of its completion was the longest suspension bridge in the world and the tallest structure in the Western Hemisphere. As a convenient side effect, the parade of elephants also served as a promotion for P.T. Barnum's circus and his star elephant jumbo. New York fans eagerly awaiting the opening of the city's first Wegman supermarket can now set their alarm clock for 7 a.m. on October 27th, when the 74,000-square-foot store will open its doors in the Brooklyn Navy Yard. The store may be a step forward, but it doesn't come without a bit of sadness. The store is located where Admiral's Row once stood, a set of townhomes built from 1864 to 1901 that housed high-ranking Navy officers, but had fallen into disrepair after the Navy left the site in the 1970s. Most of the structures were demolished in 2016, leaving just a home named Quarters B, built in 1872, standing next to what appears to be the parking lot entrance of the new supermarket and the timber shed at the rear of the site. The home is undergoing an extensive renovation, and the timber shed has been reconstructed and reinforced with new brick walls. Although Wegmans is headquartered in a small town in western New York and operates stores across the Northeast, this will be its first store within the city, with the next closest store being in Woodbridge, New Jersey, across from Staten Island. Wegmans has held the top spot on the Consumer Reports ranking of grocery stores for many years, receiving high ranks for produce quality and the variety of healthy options, and the supermarket chain earns customer praise for their selection of store-made prepared food. Now an update to last week's deadly Harlem fire at the Frederick E. Samuel Apartments that claimed the lives of four children and two adults in the early morning hours of May 8th. FDNY fire investigators determined the cause to have been an open flame on the stove and that Andrea Polidor had a habit of disabling the fire alarm while she cooked because it would begin to alarm so easily. A source told NBC4 that the stove was found in the on position, so it seems to have been left burning at some point that day, and fire eventually spread late in the night when smoke overtook the apartment before the family could escape. Killed in the fire were four-year-old Elijah, six-year-old Brooklyn, eight-year-old Andre, 11-year-old Nakaira, their mother, Andrea Polidor, and a family friend, 32-year-old Mac Abdullah Roof, who was previously reported as a stepson. A GoFundMe page has been set up by a family member to cover their funeral costs and has received over $40,000 in just six days. Visit the link in the show notes for the GoFundMe fundraiser if you'd like to contribute. 
80 years ago on May 17, 1939. The first televised sporting event takes place at Columbia University, as NBC broadcasts a college baseball game between the Columbia Lions playing the Princeton Tigers. On Columbia University's Baker Field, the two college teams were filmed with a single camera along the third baseline and broadcast on an experimental NBC frequency to an estimated 400 television sets capable of picking up the signal in the area. The location had been chosen specifically because it was relatively clear of tall buildings that could obstruct the signals from the broadcast antennas. Fifty-seven years ago, on May 19, 1962, Marilyn Monroe performs Happy Birthday, Mr. President, as part of John F. Kennedy's 45th birthday celebration at Madison Square Garden, which was held as a fundraising event for the Democratic Party. The song was jazzed up and sung in a sultry voice and would go on to become an iconic event that would be referenced and parodied in pop culture, and the dress Marilyn wore that night was bought by Ripley's Believe It or Not for $4.8 million in 2016 and is now on display at the museum's Hollywood location. Mr. President, Marilyn Monroe. birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday mr president happy birthday to you three months after the happy birthday performance Marilyn Monroe would die from an overdose, and a year and a half later, President Kennedy would be assassinated in Dallas, Texas. This was the scene when Mayor de Blasio held an announcement at Trump Tower on May 13th. In what was either a short-sighted location choice or an attempt to draw attention to a possible presidential run, Mayor de Blasio faced a cacophonous scene for his New York City Green New Deal press conference, with Trump Tower turning up the music in their lobby speakers and about a dozen protesters taking endless rides on the escalators behind the podium while carrying signs saying Trump 2020 and worst mayor ever. Reporters strained to yell questions toward the mayor, and finally chose to walk toward the podium as the mayor dipped his head toward them. When asked about the commotion behind him, de Blasio responded with canned phrases claiming that if he was doing something that makes Trump supporters upset, then he must be doing something right. The city's Green New Deal plan would fine large buildings like Trump Tower for the pollution they emit, as buildings account for 70% of the carbon emissions within the city. another day in New York City, Willie. This is, I'm not surprised by this at all. Doesn't bother me one bit. We are here to talk about the New York City Green New Deal. We don't care if people want to hold us back. We're going to fight for the New York City Green New Deal. Thank you, everybody. Seventy-three years ago, on May 20th, 1946, a twin-engine military plane crashes into 40 Wall Street, killing all on board. 
The Beechcraft C-45F Expediter had been flying from Louisiana, but the pilots became disoriented in heavy fog, passing by their destination of Newark Airport and impacting the northeast corner of the 58th floor of one of Lower Manhattan's tallest skyscrapers just after 8 p.m. Although the crash killed all five military personnel on the plane, no one in the building was injured, and a wider section of the building at the 12th floor below the crash caught most of the debris, preventing it from crashing to the ground. In film footage after the crash, pieces of the landing gear can be seen on Pine Street on the north side of the building. The crash came just 10 months after a U.S. Army B-25 bomber had hit the Empire State Building at the 78th floor, also due to heavy fog. Killed in the crash at 40 Wall Street were Major Mansell R. Campbell of Pontiac, Michigan, Captain Tom L. Hall of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, First Lieutenant Robert L. Stevenson of the Bronx, First Lieutenant Angelo A. Ross of Whitehall, New York, and First Lieutenant Mary E. Bond of Newtown, Pennsylvania. Great Big City has been running a 24-hour news feed since 2010, but the AGBC News Podcast is just getting started and we need your support. A Great Big City is built on a dedication to explaining what's happening and how it fits into the larger history of New York, which means thoroughly researching every topic and avoiding clickbait headlines to provide a straightforward, honest, and factual explanation of the news. Individuals can make a monthly or one-time contribution at agreatbigcity.com support. And local businesses can have a lasting impact by supporting local news while promoting their products or services directly to interested customers listening to this podcast. Visit agreatbigcity.com advertising to view rates and learn more. A Great Big City is more than just a news website. Our fireworks page monitors the city's announcements of upcoming fireworks, lists them on the site, and automatically sends out a notification just before the fireworks begin so that you can watch the show or prepare your pet for the upcoming explosion sounds. Visit agreatbigcity.com fireworks to see the full calendar. Park of the Day The Triborough Bridge Approach Triangle a small piece of Park's property on the Upper East Side that contains one big road sign. This triangle at the corner of 93rd and FDR Drive is nicely landscaped and surrounded by a low, decorative fence, and inside is a large stone monolith that reads East River Drive, Triborough Bridge Approach. This marker is from the 1930s, when both the East River Drive, FDR Drive, and the Triborough Bridge, the RFK Bridge, were newly built and it gives drivers some advance notice that this road leads to the bridge on-ramp at 125th Street, much like the green overhead highway signs do today. In parks events, visit Bush Clinton Park in Red Hook to watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse on a large screen. The event will take place on the basketball courts and is free. Bring the family by the park on Friday, May 17th from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. on the north side of the Red Hook Recreation Area at Lorraine Street. And now let's see if our robot friend will be parading across the Brooklyn Bridge on the concert calendar. 
Here's the AGBC concert calendar for the upcoming week. Knuckle Puck, Citizen, Honey, and Oso Oso are playing Brooklyn Steel on Wednesday, May 15th. Youngblood is playing the Bowery Ballroom on Wednesday, May 15th. John K. Sampson and Shannon Moser are playing Rough Trade NYC on Wednesday, May 15th. Architects, Thy Art is Murder, and While She Sleeps are playing Brooklyn Steel on Thursday, May 16th. Broken Social Scene is playing Webster Hall on Thursday, May 16th. The Hold Steady are playing White Eagle Hall on Thursday, May 16th. Corey Brainin and Trapper Shope are playing Coney Island Baby on Thursday, May 16th. Perter Bader is playing Irving Plaza on Thursday, May 16th. Meshuggah and the Black Dahlia Murder are playing Hammerstein Ballroom on Thursday, May 16th. Bjork is playing The Shed at Hudson Yards on Thursday, May 16th. Garbage, LCD Sound System, and Mercury Rev are playing Brooklyn Steel on Friday, May 17th. The Dream Syndicate and $75 Bill are playing Mercury Lounge on Friday, May 17th. Mr. Twin Sister and Ava Luna are playing Warsaw on Friday, May 17th. Taco Cat and Sammy Lonsetta are playing Music Hall of Williamsburg on Friday, May 17th. Uniform, Laying God, and Wear Your Wounds are playing St. Vitus Bar on Friday, May 17th. Sidewalks and Skeletons is playing Holo on Friday, May 17th. BTS are playing MetLife Stadium on Saturday, May 18th and Sunday, May 19th. Warriors and Awake But Still in Bed are playing Babies Alright on Sunday, May 19th. Thanks for listening. Find more fun things to do at agreatbigcity.com slash events. Here's something you may not have known about New York. The highest temperature ever recorded in New York State was 108 degrees Fahrenheit on July 22, 1926 in Troy, New York. The extreme highs and lows for this week in weather history. A record high of 99 degrees on May 19, 1962 and a record low of 38 degrees on May 19, 1976. Weather for the week ahead? Rain today, with high temperatures rising to 77 degrees on Friday. Most days will be partly cloudy, and the UV index on Wednesday is set for very high. Thanks for listening to A Great Big City. Follow along 24 hours a day on social media at A Great Big City, or email contact at a great big city with any news, feedback, or topic suggestions. Subscribe to a great big city news wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, on Podcast Addict, Spotify, or listen to each episode on the podcast pages at a greatbigcity.com/podcast. If you enjoy the show, subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening, and visit our podcast site to see show notes and extra links for each episode. Thanks for being part of a great big city.